Hey Jerry, what's up? Hey Raghu, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? कैसे हो? I'm बढ़िया, बढ़िया. I'm good. Good, good, good to hear. And uh, yes, so uh, welcome to the uh, first ever episode of uh, the proper episode of Cinerama. Dangi Cinerama. Yes, yes. So uh, sorry for the long delay. Uh, we have been keeping people waiting. I mean, if if anyone is waiting, if anyone is waiting, yes, yeah, yeah. So sorry We've to keep you waiting. Each other so waiting. Yeah. So it's it's been more than two three weeks. We have been uh, putting this uh, episode on hold. So it's anyways. difficult, man, for working people to run a podcast. I don't know how people are. Uh, so so you know they do so many podcasts it's but it's difficult for yeah. working people to run podcasts i know but uh, people you know they have their passions i mean they get time to do things even, even in the middle of their work so yeah i appreciate them the people sure. who do that we need to be inspired we need to get inspired by those people let's do yeah. more of these I'm I'm, uh, I'm quite excited. You know what? I'm quite excited. I've been looking forward to this day. Maybe I was slightly nervous, but yeah, I'm quite excited. I'm pumped up. Yep. So let's let's get into the today the first episode. Yeah, yeah. Let's and let's let, go. And let's head into the world of Mank, David Fincher's Mank. Let's, let's head into the world of David Fincher's Mank. Yeah. Now. Um, So let me ask you this question right away Jerry so if you were to describe this film in one sentence i think it's difficult mm-hmm. but if you try mm-hmm. how would you describe it um okay uh, i mean it's a film which i would say it was it was okay i mean it was fine uh, i mean if you if you are a, if you don't know the history about it it's uh it will be slightly difficult for uh, for a person to understand if you watch it for the first time uh, probably when you watch it over and over again probably you will get to understand no, no, uh, a lot the of core of it what exactly is this film about what do you think this film is about uh i personally felt it was more like a political drama rather oh, than that's interesting uh, that's interesting yeah more than a Uh, like you know hollywood story i felt it more like a political drama actually i had that perspective but then i started thinking about it while i was driving back home um mm-hmm. and i i put this question to myself how would i describe it in simple words and i think this film you know if for someone who does not know anything about this film it's a film about how a film story is born and written Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. It's a film about a film story. How was that what what was it what was behind the uh, story? How was it how was yeah. it written? What how was it conceptualized? Simply put that yeah. is it. Yeah. This this film is all about that. How a story is uh, how how the idea of the story came into this guy's head, Mank's head, and how that story got written. I'm sure there are a lot of complexities to it. but yeah yeah very oversimplification of this film and uh, also during the time of 
probably when hollywood was at it, at it the peak of its power it was during that time like you had like big major hollywood studios like warner brothers paramount pictures mgm you know mgm was a big very very big major studio uh, back then back then not the mgm right now but back then it was a there was a big uh, hollywood studio uh, rko was an upcoming you know uh, hollywood studio uh, back then so yeah 20th century fox uh, disney Uh, these were all like the uh, you know if you see back then they were the big hollywood studios right? yeah i think uh, that that's going to be a very interesting conversation but uh, let's have that conversation uh, after a while uh, behind the yeah. scenes uh, what exactly was the era about i think you know more about it so i would love love to hear your thoughts of uh, on that uh, so we'll park it mm-hmm. uh, maybe you know second half of what we want to discuss for now let's dive into the film uh, and we for to just talk mm-hmm. about this movie as a movie or, you know the film um mm-hmm. so we discussed what how do you describe the film now is there anything that that worked for you in this film so i don't want to you to answer in terms of how do you rate it but then is there anything that really worked for you in this film you mean to say like that made you like it did it actually yeah. touch me touch me Correct. or you know yeah i mean uh, personally if you ask me i mean it it didn't touch me like uh, on the levels of say of citizen kane or you know or any of the other movies which i saw i mean which was uh, related to this uh, of course Subject. of course comparisons are always going to be there we want uh, this film to measure up to the fame of the other films but strip strip everything away if you're just looking at this uh, this one uh, as a film so uh, you were saying what exactly yeah so i was asking uh, is there anything in the film that really worked for you yeah uh, if you ask me yeah like i said before you know uh, it didn't exactly work for me as a film it was not so great also i mean uh, you say it from a maybe from a technical standpoint or from a screenplay standpoint it looked like mostly like a rip off of all the classic films that's it just that just that you know they wanted to give one story of how citizen kane was put on paper you know i felt more like it uh, not something like i mean it, i mean utna nahi tha actually can i like what do you, what do you look for when you're watching a film see when uh, what i see is probably something which uh, see film is a medium where you know it actually pulls you and you know it attracts you uh, you want to see more you want to know what exactly is going to happen it actually keeps you fixed in a spe- specific story the story has to attract you it has to keep you focused Correct. and it, it should be in, in such a manner that you know you want to know more exactly why it happened or what is going to happen yeah i, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and i think he quoted someone and he said that uh, all mm-hmm. films are about conflicts mm-hmm. and you know when you're resolving a conflict and in a film Uh, the way a conflict is resolved that makes for a gripping film 
can bring hmm. about conflict through different scenarios it's about how you how do you portray mm-hmm. it on the screen and you know everything else comes around it the acting the lighting the cinematography the music uh, the, the dialogues all of this come together to make that conflict uh, worth watching now now if you look through that lens that prism uh, this film tried to give mm-hmm. you so many conflicts but i think what did not work for me is how they were resolved say for example the one big conflict that i was looking forward to uh, is this is what i discussed with you as well uh, the conflict between mm-hmm. orson wells and mank for me it was all about that there is this huge larger than life personality orson wells and this guy mank in my head the film was about mm. hey whose story is citizen kane is it mank's or is it orson wells now i was Hmm. the reason why i wanted to watch this film was to you know for that conflict to be resolved whose film whose story is this mm-hmm. citizen king is it mank's or is it orson's uh, and uh, the the worst part was they put it in uh, such a manner that you know the, it was entirely uh, mank's mank's story you know it was completely exactly. mank's story it, it, they put and i was like what, what? yeah <laughs> how can that be now it, it it is possible it I is mean... possible that uh, orson wells has had no contribution in the script or the story yeah. of this of citizen no actually actually wells had some contributions he did now, have we, some contributions we, Jerry, we'll completely... talk about that in the second half anything that's outside influence we'll talk about in the second half again okay, so so sure. uh, if you were to break the whole film into different sets of conflicts one of the biggest conflicts is mm-hmm. hey who is the originator of the story that's one yeah and 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 yeah so so when you were saying that about the uh, about the conflict there between wells and mankovich uh, they just had one scene for like what three or four minutes they just had one scene i was like what was the point of whole that whole scene it's about together yeah. what they were trying so, to so the conflict got resolved in a uh, you know in a very silly manner so this guy throws thing yeah exactly. it was very silly <laughs> we had waited for that conflict to be resolved for the whole film and this comes about at the end yep. now to those who have not seen the film maybe what we are talking about is pretty confusing so uh, jerry why don't you list out the main characters and the maybe we can start talking about that maybe in conflicts within or, or among those characters who do you think is the, uh, the next main character after mank uh i mean from, from the yes, uh, from uh, the movie from the film's perspective uh, who is the next main protagonist okay. or the main character in this film i i thought it was marion davies mm, actually interesting interesting it was actually marin davis because uh what mank actually did was he wrote the script based on marin davis and uh, uh, william randolph hearst's life and the, the basically what the movie actually shows is uh what made uh, uh herman J Mankiewicz to put that story on paper because what they show in that is it's probably because of the the attitude of William Randolph Hearst's power 
which was shown back in the you know the 20s and 30s that is what propagated man to write that script so yes william randolph first i thought he was the mm-hmm. second the next character uh, you know most powerful character in the film yeah so he yeah so but basically he was the most powerful character in the film but he was hidden throughout actually so he was and, you know disappointing that the whole film the reason yeah. why the story is born as you said is because mm-hmm. mank and william randolph first there was a conflict between mm-hmm. the two and a way mm-hmm. maybe the story uh, writing of the story your script is a way to take revenge is to avenge mm-hmm. something that mank had mm-hmm. uh, you know had felt but that was never shown yeah and this conflict always lay hidden in subtext uh, so which is why mm. maybe in the second half when we talk about what was happening outside this film you may throw some light on that but uh, while someone who's watching the film um, this was supposed to be the big conflict and how someone resolves it but that was not even shown it was just one one dialogue mm-hmm. or one 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 sequence of events where uh, mank has a monologue of sorts At the, at the dining Correct. table, and that's about it. And that's about it. Yeah, it's it's just fizzled out. So I was disappointed because yeah, I was looking yeah. for this big showdown, and I was disappointed. Yeah. Now, um, if yeah. we were to look at this film as say a protagonist and antagonist, you would anyone who's watching mm-hmm. this film would see Louis B. Mayer to be the antagonist, even though the story is born. Even though exactly. the story is born out of uh, jealousy or hatred towards William Randolph Hearst, in the film we see Louis B. May to be the antagonist. It's he's the bad guy. But but actually it's not. Yeah, but see, it's not just Louis B. Mayer. If you see, it's basically the entire yeah. film exec, all the entire film executives. Like you have your Irving uh, J. Thalberg. Irving J. Thalberg. they were all the like the big executives who were behind they they were basically I the bad guys uh, talber who played that he was very charming and i i mean mm-hmm. i can easily justify what he did he, he was not a person without morals whereas louis b mayer he shown to be a person mm. without morals unscrupulous greedy money minded you know everything that yeah. uh, powerful rich wealthy man is supposed to be Whereas mm-hmm. these qualities mm-hmm. should have been given to William Randolph first, and and that they don't Maybe show. Maybe the director thought, "Hey, all of you have seen Game of Thrones, so you know the Targaryen. So he already carries this aura." And- no, I, 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 no, I, I wouldn't say put it in that perspective, but I would say in, uh, in, in such a. See, I'll put it this way. uh the real bad guy was actually william randolph first but he is the guy who does things behind the curtains how do you know how do you know he would be the guy which scene has elevated him to be the uh, but in this yeah oh, of course like you have that uh, uh, like if you, for example let's say the scene where uh, urban j uh, thalberg you know gets the idea of uh, making those fake films from uh, the fake campaign films correct 
that was funded yeah that is funded by but then who gave Billion the idea first it was but that bank, was accident right? it was accident. it was a brain job thank you just the money was Billion yeah. Randolph first so who is the culprit mank yeah says <laughs> so this film mank versus mank i don't know no 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 you you can't put it. see uh, see that is why you know if, the, if you don't know the history of that particular time period it will be very difficult to to understand the story again we'll we'll go into the history in the second half jerry i know you are very pretty much excited to talk about yeah. the history of the film but yeah if you were to discuss a film mm-hmm. as a film and if a film is all about mm-hmm. conflicts and resolving the conflicts i have not seen a mm-hmm. single big conflict now there was this turning point so the whole film was going in one arc there was uh, where mank is uh, self destructive is alcoholic and he keeps committing mm-hmm. such blunders you can say social blunders where you know people start shunning him mm-hmm. but then there is one turning point yeah. where he seems to take a stand till then he's just a he's just a bap like he's just yeah. a guy sitting on the fence right never committing to anything yep one moment where yep. his yep. friend yep. shelly probably kills himself right that's when the film pivots correct correct starts taking a different turn yep yeah uh, what what actually what i felt uh, what i actually felt really off was was it took so long for that pivot to happen like literally 3/4 of the 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 second screenplay yeah and the director was cutting back and forth flashback present flashback present yeah so ba- basically he was taking the uh, the the script pattern of citizen kane he was just basically doing that but it was really confusing yeah, i didn't i did, for like, did not for feel guy, like, for that guy who killed himself i did not think you know again you were supposed to sympathize with the person who killed himself and in your head you were supposed to think that hey william randolph first yes exactly so <laughs> i completely yeah. you know empathize with mank for taking revenge on him by writing the story which presents him in bad light but no i did not get that i actually felt yep. bad for yep. this guy william randolph first he he invites mank for all of his parties there is a there is a alcoholic hmm. there is a drunkard and you are inviting him to all your parties and giving him free booze yeah and in the end this guy backstabs hmm. you by writing something about you i felt so bad for this man william randolph first <laughs> but but in reality but in reality he was actually kind of a bad guy i don't think this guy had any scruples or morals just think of it this way just think of it this way for one moment think of it yeah. this way we we are we are shown such uh, beautiful moments between mank and uh, marian right but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when he's writing the film is he including her as well in the film is she also a character of that film of the script of citizen kane yes is she shown in sympathetic yes. light no she is not so, no. so man turns out to be this biggest backstabber he is willing to do anything for money <laughs> exactly he is not concerned for his wife yeah. 
he is not concerned for the assistant or the nurse who is taking care of him and he is not concerned about his friend marian mm-hmm. so he's such a low life i have i have no sympathies for this man mike and you know what what is the funniest thing in the whole uh, in the whole the whole film it was like matlab see uh, it's actually first uh, charles leader you know that uh, nephew of marian davis who gets hold of that script i mean before you know before houseman before houseman uh, mm. gets that initial draft you know that yeah so the one of those drafts uh, charles mm. leader gets the second copy basically mm-hmm. charles leader gets that copy of that so wo dekh ke full padhta hai reads the whole stuff and he is like mm. this is the best mm. script you ever done so far in your life mm. he is like okay yeah uh, i know like yeah. then his brother yeah, comes and tells that yeah <laughs> Joe Mankiewicz says that you know this is the best script. This will screw your career, but this is the best script you have done in your life. That is when he realizes that oh, you know what? I should actually get credit for this. Again, I'm shows like, him shows uh, him as 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 you know a low life. I don't care how good a script is written, <laughs> but then he's selfish. I. But but I I I I get the reason why he had become selfish. Because he wants selfish. to have more booze. I know why. That's all there left in his life. He's a fucking alcoholic. No, uh, no, not not ex- no, not exactly. See, the thing is that uh, see, Mankiewicz actually had written so many scripts in his life mm-hmm. which were actually okay. uncredited. Okay. Okay. So, for example. Uh, you see, yes, uh, you see the Wizard of Oz. There right? is a mention of the Wizard of Oz as well. Yeah, I thought so maybe he has something to do with it. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Oh, you want again? Yeah, I'll tell you the, the story behind the story. Behind the story. Jerry, we'll park it for for the second yeah. half. All right, I'll ask you about Wizard of Oz. No, no, I, I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> see, I understand why you're trying to pause it because I want to say this. I'm saying this because of the reason why he wants to go to that. Uh, why he okay. became actually selfish. Okay, I'm I'm trying to go get on, to that point. On. Why he actually became selfish. Yeah. So the thing with that was, see, uh, then in Mank there is a reference of uh, Herman J. Mankiewicz saying that you know uh, that I told them to put that scene in the Wizard of Oz and Sarah, his wife Sarah, says that mm-hmm. okay, you don't have to be upset about it. You know, just leave it and stuff like that. And that's when he says, "Like, how how do you put up with me? You Why know? do you love? I me? throw away things in life. Yeah. Uh, all that scene. So the 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 basic backstory behind that is, like, Herman J. Mankiewicz uh, wrote the part where, uh, you know, where Dorothy is in Kansas, you know, and when she moves to uh, to Oz, right? Like the, the mythical kingdom. What do you call that place? Through yeah, the uh, through the Hurricane, Kingdom of right? Oz. So, it, yeah, correct. So it was Mank's idea of keeping the scenes of the Kansas scenes in black and white, brown, I think, or you know, yeah, brown, I would say. So in brown, so that he wanted to show that the life is so dull in Kansas. It's only when she moves to the mythical Kingdom of Oz things become colorful. That was colorful. actually a great. So yeah, so he should have been credited for that. If he had credited, you know, his name would have been there in the in the credits. Yeah, Mr. but Jerry, unfortunately, Jerry, it was not is, there. So movie is, making, and uh, you know, movie making cannot be just one man 
running everything i understood so uh, so so the thing was most of the good most of the flicks were actually he had written those scripts right you know many many places actually he had been uncredited so that is where i think he actually became selfish like you know at the point when he realizes that when everybody tells him that you know dude this is the best script you have written that's when he realizes that i may not get a chance again like this so i better get my credit no that is that's that, when that's that, the reading behind you know, the lines i mean cold. you're again trying to give mank some credit uh, in the film yeah but 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 what like what you said film, you know no, i agree the, to what you said yeah but i, I like agree the film hmm. is they have tried to portray mank as holier than thou character because you know mank mank defends yes, himself yes right? <laughs> why is asking for a credit uh, for writing the three says if anything yep. happens then i don't want you to take the blame i want people to know that hey i have written hmm. a story about these friends of mine who have been inviting me for all these parties and now i am backstabbing them or writing shit about them yeah it's as if oh yeah so yeah. you're not is anonymous writer insider of hollywood who's you know leaking all these secrets you're someone who's coming out is so brave of you mm-hmm. bullshit I yeah, think Finch, yeah, yeah, Fincher yeah, yeah. Fincher just exactly, wants exactly. us so to it, believe that Herman J. Mankiewicz was, you know, a very good guy. Yeah, do-gooder. He's he saved these hundred Jews from Nazis. Uh, he stole. Yeah, which he did. I mean, he I'm did, which he did no, actually. Then, uh, he's presented yeah. as a holier-than-thou character. He's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a good husband. Correct. Uh, he's a gambler. He is. Uh, he's self-destructive. Yep. Uh, he does not. He's. He's. Yep. He's. He's in ingrate. He does not show gratitude towards uh, this assistant of his, who's writing, who's copying, who's taking all the dictation. But then, but then mm-hmm. there will be moments where he's shown mm-hmm. as, hey, he's a great guy. He. He's a savior. He. He takes uh, Marion out for a walk. Makes her laugh. So, so many good things about him. Yeah, and platonic he has, and he has yes. platonic relations. That Why is the best part. <laughs> that is the best part. Relationships. Ask his wife. Wow. <laughs> was was he really platonic? She wanted to believe that the, all these were platonic relationships. But then, yeah, yeah, I don't think the film worked for me on any level. uh the the intro scene was good yeah where you know the cars are uh, it's a landscape shot where the cars are driving into the yeah that actually did happen it oh, actually so, did happen I mean, i'm not saying that he, he did not break his it did leg. happen uh, yeah but then those the, the intro shot was good yeah uh, the shots where he's sitting in mm-hmm. he's looking at things in his bin through his binocular that was good uh the outside setting scene where mm-hmm. the horses are running and william randolph hurst he's uh, shooting it that that was good but mm-hmm. apart from that i i don't ha- i don't have many great things to say about the cinematography uh, nor do i have great things to say about the music script see they they try to bring elements of the uh 
of the cinema of the 1940s like the voices of each characters like you can hear that muffled voices you know what the mo- that the, do not every time can pick up it seems so artificial and forced hmm. upon if you have yeah noticed, it sounded very artificial correct 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 on the screen at times have you ever no- have you noticed this or not so if you watch any of these 30s no. 20s films of course be- because of the um, uh okay. of the re- of the negative you will see all these lines and spots and mm-hmm. what not distortions on the uh, screen right mm-hmm. on, on on the uh, scene and we ascribe all of that to hey it was mm-hmm. not so technologically advanced and they had to contend with all these issues but then in this film you you see that there are okay. black spots forcibly included you see when there is a cut between the flashback scene and the present scene the text is oh, it it i actually didn't, was i didn't notice that scene. much like why the... are you pretending why are you trying to pretend that this was this is a film made in the 1940s you don't have to remind me i know that you are showing me what happened in the 40s because every time there is a flashback you're telling me 1931 1934 1940 Oh yes as my if, god that was so annoying people who want to watch this film it was don't know so that this was annoying. flashback and this is present because in the present is always in a fracture in a bandage and in this shitty room the, the the whole point behind showing the year was basically to show what event happened at a particular point of time that led to this to the climax is what they were actually trying to show that is what the, the whole idea was you know showing the year you know 1935 1937 which was Maybe not necessary. necessary i mean they thought that hey anyway my audience is not able not going to understand what happened so let me make it easy for them for them then why make the bloody thing in the first place okay okay my whole question my whole question watching that this, was no, why did you even make it in the first place i would rather I a would rather watch a freaking documentary. We'll take this as a hint and we'll continue the discussion about behind the scenes where you can tell us why did they make this film in the first place in the second mm-hmm. half. <laughs>